Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. I'm Tommy on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley C's Valentine's Day. Mm. Oh. Ah. <laughs> and because I went the other day to Gabe Malika's solo show, his birthday we found out is oh, on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's cute. So- Give him a happy birthday and sell out the rest of his six week extension at Soho Playhouse. I, I wasn't paid mess- for this plug. Yeah. <laughs> as I messaged you, I was uh, kind of following this as it was announced, and then still haven't gotten to the show, and I'm kind of sad about it. But happy birthday and happy Valentine's Day to Gabe, I guess. Definitely, definitely get to see it. I think you'll you'll particularly try enjoy a lot yeah. of the aspects. So there you yeah. go. As a loner, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, we've got. Well, speaking of, not to give anything away, but we are jumping into some Sondheim news because yeah. we're starting the the show off with uh, some West End. We got a lot of West End news. I'm going to say that ahead of time. Yeah, we got some Broadway. We got some West End, mm-hmm. and those are, those are our sisters over in the mm-hmm. England. Sisters, yeah, exactly. Sister. Oh, uh, Stephen Sondheim's old friends uh, will transfer to the West End for 16 weeks. This is brought to you by Cameron McIntosh. This is running 16 weeks, September through January at the Gilgood Theater. Uh, this is starring, I mean, we knew it was going to be some Sondheim's old friends. We knew. It's in the name. Old friends. It's in the name. So Bernadette Peters and Leah Salonga. But I've course, heard of them. Yeah. Oh, my God. My queens. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, it also includes many of their uh, co-stars are going to be gala company members, including Christine Alato, Janie D, Bonnie Langford, and Jeremy Seckham, just to name a few more announcements, I'm sure, to come in the following weeks. But this is going to be the hottest ticket. This <laughs> is square. so obviously exciting. Um, I'm absolutely delighted as someone who's been trying to plan a London trip for mm. many months now and trying to figure out when I'm going back. And that kind of answers the question that that's absolutely happening in the back half of the year. Um, across the, I mean, you know, already had the perform, like, single performance of this, but now to have it for 16 weeks and to have this big celebration of Sondheim and the West End, which is, we haven't really had anything like that over here which interesting questionable at best but i will be going to london for it obviously yeah and and why not right it's like do we need another excuse we've got groundhog day we've got um everything else we've got this (laughs) i mean it's a long it's a long it's a long list apparently of groundhog day and Everything else, according to Grace. Well, we'll get into some other things that yeah. you might have unfortunately missed, but we're honored at the What's On Stage Awards later in the show. So in some mm-hmm. streaming Broadway news, Second Stage Theater has added four simulcast performances to Between Riverside and Crazy due to popular, popular, popular demand. And the fact that they have so expertly put together their simulcast, they're one of the few theaters yeah, that's been able really to. And and I, I know that it's not just due to like lack of trying or, or for... No, uh, no, of the course. Fact that they've wanted to do it. They've been able to secure those funds, which is really challenging and difficult to come by. So, congratulations to Second Stage for this. But this is February 17th at 8 p.m., Saturday, February 18th at 2 and 8. And then the final performance on Sunday, February 19th at 3 p.m. Those simulcast tickets are $68 and can be purchased at secondstage.com. So, if you weren't able to come to New York, you're still basically paying for a broadway ticket but you're able to watch yeah. it from the comfort of your own home and continue to support which i love 
So I, yeah, exactly. I do appreciate it. I know some people go like gawk at like $68 for a $68 to be cast. at home. Exactly. If you but do I mean, the, the cost funds... of a cast, yeah, like a, totally. like a simulcast, then you would be like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> uh, exactly. And I mean, it's for a, a smaller theater company, let's say, even though they are on Broadway. Um, you're really just paying for convenience. And I, I happily pay for convenience at every other aspect of my life. So a $60 ticket. Yeah, it's, it's expensive. Um, but then, I mean, it, Maybe not for people who are constantly going to theater, but if you are, like you said, you weren't able to make it to New York to see a show, you start adding in all the other costs associated with that. And that's not necessarily just travel and accommodations. That could be going out. That could be a subway or however you get there. And obviously, that just racks up and racks up. And that's assuming that you can get a ticket as cheap as $68 on Broadway, which probably not in that house. Let's be realistic. So... I didn't get to see it because I had to reschedule it. I will most likely be watching one of those last four simulcasts now, but since it lines up with my payday, and I am absolutely delighted for that. They did a really good job with the Clyde's one, so uh, I love that That's they're right, kind of, yeah. Yeah, I watched I love, it as well. Yeah, exactly. So I love that they're leading this um, kind of accessibility parade, <laughs> I guess you can say, on Broadway. I was gonna say. Speaking of parade, we don't have parade. Yeah, news, I know. I would, I even looked at the script and I was like, "Is parade? Do we have parade news next?" No, we don't. Fortunately, would have been adorable. Yeah, so. sorry. No, we're gonna go back to London because why not? We're gonna jump into Thank award God. season conversations. So here we are. We're over in London at What's on Stage Awards. They took place just yesterday, and we're excited to give you some uh, exciting results and not so surprising results in the fe- in the sense of, of course, I knew that Totoro was gonna rack up. So here we go. Of course, yeah. Um, I also want to call out that these are, again, non-gendered categories. Hint, hint, nod, nod, that they have Weird. worked. And it's also, surprisingly, like it, it, I know it is hard. I don't want to say it's easy, but mm, it is easy to try, to your point. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not It's not hard. And uh, anyone who says that it's hard is just making boundaries and barriers for themselves. I'm sorry. Like, have a sit down and look at yourself in the mirror and say, who are you? Mm. Uh, But all that being said, a lot of women actually racked up a lot of these performer categories, which is often a point of conversation with a lot of people in the argument of when you remove gender from categories, will men just sweep the categories? Sure. This is an example of how that is probably false. So, Yeah. yeah, let's start with Best Performer in a Musical. That went to Courtney Bowman for Legally Blonde, the Regent's Park open air theater production that was in conjunction with the the creators of six um i was really excited and surprised to see that legally blonde was able to get a lot of recognition here which i was thrilled for uh, best perform to play no surprise here jody comer for prima facie at the Soon, Herald theater yeah. you're about to see her here Yay! i mean that's Thank we like goodness. all of that um, we also had best takeover performance and best professional debut performance as categories, which I actually never considered what a wonderful addition this would be to the Tony um, categories. I feel like this would boost a lot of sales, especially for long running shows um, for people to be able to say, oh, my gosh, I got to see Tony Award winner so and so as this person who took over as Hermes or whomever that might be. Like, I actually think these are fantastic categories that we could add. It's like when I saw Taylor Swift open for Rascal Flats in like 2004 as like their first opener. 
And that was the only time I ever have ever seen or probably ever will see Taylor Swift. See, I but saw I can her open say for Keith I knew one. Yeah, yeah, see, exactly. Yeah. The, the rural hicks come out. <laughs> yep, no, here we, we are. <laughs> None of us can. Um, hopefully everybody's in line for their Beyonce tickets. I don't know. Um, Oof, so Sorry, yeah, I, I'm not rich, thanks. Yeah, not too rich for my blood. Um, but then we also have best set design, lighting, and sound, best direction, best musical direction, supervision, all went to my neighbor Totra at the Barbican Theater. As it should. I mean, as it should. Also, there were tons of like nominations for the show, but the fact that it racked up in so many of what I talked about on the show, which is like the design quality, the aesthetic, the direction, the just complete art execution of yeah. the like the Ghibli canon was fantastic here. And even uh, and then, from what you said and from seeing photos, I don't know how you don't give design categories to that show like there's there's absolutely <laughs> no way around that yeah and then uh, look at this little redemption arc best new musical went to bonnie and clyde wild yeah i mean take that the, yeah take that big fan jumping back to the u.s and some more um awards nudes off broadway's obie awards will be hosted by lucille lortella winning award-winning actress crystal lucas perry Yay. i mean between 1776 and ain't no mo this woman is on fire oh, she is so incredible great. she is beauty she is grace um as previously announced no, however grace. the 66 that's <laughs> Uh, the 66th annual Obie Awards will be held Monday, February 27th, pretty soon at Terminal 5 on West 56th Street. So if you weren't already attending, now you definitely got to go because you've got a great host. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Yeah. She's having a great year. Absolutely. I hope, year. I, I, hope mean, she, I hope she feels she's had a great year. I know it's yeah, been that's really challenging. I was, gonna, I was just kind of about to say that is that she's been in two shows that unfortunately have either not had great press or didn't have great runs and i mean ain't no mo was one of my favorite shows of the year as we talked about in the wrap-up last year top five and was just sensational so get her back on a stage immediately get her to the stage and we also have um some other news after 30 years as one of the mainstays of the downtown independent theater community, the new Ohio theater will conclude operations at 154 Christopher Street at the end of their current uh, season because yeah. they've not announced a future one. Um, founding artistic director Robert Lyons says we had a hell of a run. And this comes after um, Robert did disclose his intention to step down as artistic director. There's a lot of increased financial pressures. Of course, downtown off-Broadway theater is already challenging and COVID yeah. has really taken another Knocked huge toll. out of the game. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. 100%. But they felt like it was time. The board felt like it was time. And um, it's, you know, it's it's a great moment for new perspectives and ideas. But this is, again, like a 74-seat theater space um, in the West Village. And it's going to remain a home for nonprofit theater. Um, that's, that's the Good. most current up-to-date news that we have for the time being. But it is a shame to see that this group of people. Yeah, absolutely disappointing. I know they have like a lot of emerging artists and mm -hmm. I think like their own theater company uh, troupe as well. So I hope those things kind of continue in some form or fashion, obviously not necessarily under the new Ohio theater, but always disappointing to see, you know, as you mentioned, COVID hit yeah. so many of these incredibly small independent, independent downtown organizations and theaters and houses in general and heartbreaking obviously and hopefully all these artists are able to find new places to create just 
excellent, provocative, imaginative art as downtown always is. Yeah, fair enough. That's um, that's exactly it. Um, we're gonna kind of like jump gears into development. So in development news, trading places. If you remember, they had the Atlantic, Atlantic. They had the Atlanta run last year. <laughs> have um, you heard of it, Atlanta? Have, yeah. have you heard of her? Um, but this is, of course, directed by Kenny Leon. This is the adaptation of the famous film. They are developing on February 16th and 17th in New York City some new iterations to the show itself. So that means it's still in the works. Um, Anissa Folds continues to star as well as Bryce Pinkham and Mark Kudich um, as uh, Lenny, who, I mean, guys, again, like if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. But what I find interesting is that because Mackenzie Kurtz is going into um, Wicked, Sarah Chase, who is a freaking star comedian is going mm-hmm. to be uh, reading for uh, Penelope. I'm not very familiar with her. Oh, do a deep dive. Sarah Chase is a literal. Um, I mean, she was on um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt as one of the sisters. Um, she's just, she's phenomenal. She really is a phenomenal actress. Like she's been in everything too. Like that's, that's the surprising part. Everybody's like, wait, what? (laughs) So, um, she's a TV film theater comedian, but, um, excited to see her in this role. If that continues to play out, um, you've also got a well-rounded, uh, ensemble cast as well with Kevin Zack and Michael McCrory Rose and, uh, Brie Jackson, who we just saw in six and Orville Mendoza. But what I find Interesting is that they might have made some changes to and Michael Longoria as well, who is phenomenal in the show. But I don't see Josh Lehman in here who and, and maybe, you know, it's like a schedule thing. I don't know if the story has changed, but he played a really comedic role in the Atlanta production. But I'm wondering mm. if they've made some adjustments in the story yeah. here. Because um, I'm be always working trying to on track something that. new, yeah. but I can't remember. Oh, of course. Yeah. It might be yeah. literally like doing something else, like hopefully to, booked to and busy. Of, exactly. Is excellent. But I'm always trying to find like the uh, the way that we're, you know, changing the story and what worked and didn't work out of town because Atlanta's a tough place. I saw a lot of changes from the prom Atlanta to New York. Let me tell you. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So interesting. We'll have to keep on top of it. In developing film news, we finally have a director for the upcoming Sony Pictures Fred Astaire movie starring Tom Holland as Fred Astaire. Paul King, director of the Paddington movies, is set to direct this, which means it's going to be good. Love. I hope Paddington appears. Paddington better appear. Hugh Grant better appear. The crossover like, I- we deserve. The crossover we all deserve. And I just want to say that like, for many, many famous stars, Paddington 2 is the film, like, of our time. Correct. So yes. if this is an indication. that in the new Puss in Boots? Oh, the new Puss in Boots. I have to see it. I just saw the new Minions movie over the weekend because I was oh, interesting. spiraling. So it was a nice breath of fresh air. I watched Lord of the Rings, so very different vibes, I guess. Guys, we're also not similar. giving the good content to the listeners right now. Um, uh, imagine so, yeah. me caring. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. But not to be confused with, by the way, there are two Fred Astaire films. Margaret Qualley and Jamie yeah, Bell are weird. starring in a different Fred Astaire Ginger Rogers pick. And you've got the Tom Holland Fred Astaire pick. I mean, it's this the is year interesting of time. Fred Astaire, apparently. We always have dedicated seasons for everyone to be putting on the exact same thing or creating the exact same thing on the exact same topic. And I guess this year it's Fred Astaire. Yeah, it's time. I can't wait to see it. So whoever, you know, gets there first. Just let them do the Rihanna umbrella number all over again. I was wondering when he was going to pop up at the Super Bowl. And speaking of Uh, that, we'll get that to that in a minute. 
Um, NYC's Off-Broadway Week is now live. If you guys remember, you kind of get two-for-one tickets um, starting right now through the 26th of... Oh, no, sorry. It starts right now through March 5th. So you almost have like yeah. a whole month to go to nycgo.com slash Off-Broadway Week. You really do get incredible tickets. I mean, there's Titanic, which I think is pretty much sold out. There's... Because uh, I still mm-hmm. haven't seen it. Um, hey, but there's, there's a bunch of... Yeah, there's Without You, the Anthony Rapp show. Like, there's so much going on off-Broadway. And as we noted earlier... is wonderful. And you should be seeing as much off-Broadway as possible. So take advantage of it. And a lot of times, those shows, you're going to kick yourself and go, oh my gosh, why didn't I see it when it was off-Broadway? I had an ability. Now it's on-Broadway and I can't. (laughs) Oh, yeah, true. And especially since the runs are so short, like... If you can get in, get in on a discount and then have the opportunity to be like, I saw it when, as we just talked about earlier in the show, I saw it when. Always exciting. Truly. Uh, and then finally, we've got two recommendations for you. We've got Cheryl Lee Ralph, our Madame Marvel, oh, singing at the queen. Super Bowl. What an amazing time to be alive. She looked amazing. Oh, my God. Just always looks amazing. Always sounds amazing. A delight to my senses. It is interesting, though. She was wearing red. She looked incredible. But for a woman who was on a show about Philly, surprised she wasn't in blue and green. That's all I want to say. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Isn't that enough. weird? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't really think about it. I didn't Happened watch it when it happened. I wa- yeah, one of the best shows on TV and ever. Uh, I didn't watch it live. I watched everything today, Monday, because I was in a manic episode. So I was cleaning my whole apartment and cooking three different meals. So uh didn't get to watch Rihanna or Cheryl Lee Ralph as it was happening. But what an absolutely wonderful way to start my Monday, let me tell you. Literally love to see it. And then lastly, we've got Foresight Keepsake House at Rockwood Music Hall. I realized as I was reading the uh it's because I am performing in the show on Thursday. I was like, wait a second, this seems familiar. Fascinating information. Um, Uh, so I, I've been, um, chosen as one of the artists in residency for Keepsake House for 2023. I'm very honored and excited by this, but me and two other storytellers, oh, please, and three, uh, songwriters are going to be performing at Rockwood Music Hall, uh, this Thursday, February 16th. Tickets are $20 in person, but there is a live stream option for $10. So if you are interested in supporting this organization and you absolutely should, please get a live stream ticket to uh, to check that out. Always obsessed with not having to leave my apartment. I so. know you are. Yeah, yeah. I'll still, yeah, please don't. But I will support you via live stream as per usual, not being at the venue, but still throwing my money. Big fan. And on that note, thank you all for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Know This Is Ashley. Thank you guys so much. We will see you later. Bye.